Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you all. So, as a lot of you know, I used to be a primary school teacher. So, yes, a few people that I've taught sitting in this room. So I thought it was time to break out a couple of stories that potentially involve some people that were in this room, but they will know who they are if they remember it. So early on in my career, I taught a grade 4-5 class, and then the next year I taught a grade 1 class, which was very, very different because they're, you know, really little. They've just come out of prep. Now, it was day three of teaching the uh, lovely 25 six-year-olds and I got a, had a little bit of a traumatising incident. Uh, it was PE day. Now, a lot of you would probably know that at school, some, some schools make you change into a PE uniform. Now, the year prior, obviously I had the older kids and they used to just, hand, they just went off, got changed, ready for PE, went off to their class. But with the little ones, I had to say, all right, it's time for PE. And they had to get changed. So I had this beautiful class and suddenly I said, you know, PE soon, let's get changed. And they all ran outside, grabbed their sports bags and went crazy. Like, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. But next thing, I had 25 little children running around in their undies, not knowing where their clothes were. And I'm literally, I'm like going, get some clothes on. Where's your uniform? Why are you naked? Like, where, where are your socks? Where are your shoes? I don't know. Where's my uniform? And I'm literally, I'm going to get fired. If someone comes into this classroom right now, I'm absolutely, absolutely fired. Like, this is not okay for a teacher to have this many children, you know, running around in their underwear. So it took about 20 minutes and finally the kids were dressed and I sent them off to, to their class and sat in a chair and was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me this year? So that was a little bit traumatising. Now, a few years later, I've, I've taught a few different year levels and uh, um, had gone, had grade three, had another... I don't, don't even know what order it was. But this year in particular, I had a grade one, two composite class. Now, when we have grade, uh, uh, part of their PE program for grade one and two for all primary school, we go and do swimming for one week of the year. And we go off to the swimming pool, we catch the bus and all the classes have to, you know, it has, it's all like a precision line. Everyone has to be in the right timing. And so this particular day, I had uh, only had two mums that could help me with the changing. And obviously it's swimming and little children. So it's six-year-olds and swimming. So they have their bathers. So they have their bathers on when they go to the pool, but then they have to change back into their school uniforms because otherwise they're wet. But I had no dads that could help me. So the pool had provided, because they knew this was a possibility, they had this kind of storeroom that the boys could go into so I had two mums helping all the girls in, um, you know, in the toilets. And then I'm standing outside of this storeroom. And remember, I've had a traumatising experience already with children running around. So I'm standing outside and all I can hear is it's, it's getting louder. It doesn't sound like people are getting changed. And it's just, uh, knock on the door, hurry up, it's time to get, you know, we've got to get on the bus. And nothing kind of gets louder and a bit more commotion. 
guys, so I think maybe, you know, they can't hear me through. So I crack the door open just a little bit and I'm like, hurry up, you know, get your clothes on. We have to go back to school. The bus is almost here. Next thing, the girls are all lining up outside there already. Um, The next class has arrived, so I know the bus is waiting for us. So I'm going to have to go into this this room. So, (laughs) So, So I walk in. To to the room, <laughs> and there's a little boy standing there, buck naked, going woo, <laughs> right? And then it just gets quiet because the other boys see that I have opened the door, and he just like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like get your clothes, and I'm like trying so hard not to crack up laughing, and I'm just and I'm. Hurry up, put some clothes on. The bus is here. I closed the door and just kind of hoped that they would all get changed. But they did. We all got back to school safely. I remained teaching for several years afterwards, so I didn't get fired. And it's all it's all good. So obviously that was a couple of chaotic slash traumatizing experiences for me as a teacher. So what I'm wondering tonight is how can you be calm in the chaos? So what is potentially chaotic in your life at the moment? Perhaps uh, your room is just a complete tip and your mum will not stop nagging you to hurry up and clean it up. Maybe you are, sounds like that's probably something going on with the MERS. Uh, Are you in VCE and you just, you get over one sack and then the next one comes and the next one comes. We have several in the one day and you just feeling like the schoolwork is absolutely chaotic. Perhaps some people in here have got health issues going on that drags you away from actually being able to do other things in in life where you know people with health issues and that's the chaos going on in your world. Maybe you've got some issues with friends or relationships. Maybe you are addicted to social media but you're feeling so lonely because the relationships on social media are not the same. And the persona that you've built up on these platforms isn't actually the real you. Perhaps you are overwhelmed with social stuff going on, so you can't decide whether to do school stuff, family things, go to parties, hang out here at Gateway Youth, or potentially you're just simply exhausted from lots of things going on in your world. So those are some questions we're going to mull over tonight. But before I keep talking, I've actually invited an incredible young man to come up and give his testimony tonight. So I'd like you to give a massive round of applause for Daniel Jones. Hello, everyone. Um, My name is Daniel, and this is... I'll get back to that. Um, So... Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Daniel, and at the moment I'm in year 11 at Flinders. Um, I've been attending Gateway since I was like one of the little kids that Andrina was teaching, and so I've heard many youth leaders and um, of the pastors from Gateway talk, and finally tonight I'm very excited to be um, talking to you guys about how I've kept calm during the chaos in my life. So this is a very relevant topic to me because um, over the last year or 15 months, Um, my life was completely different 15 months ago. Um, So for most of my life, or all of my life, I've been attending a chiropractor, which is basically like getting a back massage. Um, And this is because my dad had a few back problems, so my whole family went. Um, 
But about midway through last year, uh, my chiropractor started to notice a slight curve in my back. Um, and like a few weeks later, he said, all right, you guys, um, Daniel's going to have to go to the hospital as he needs an x-ray because it started to get a bit worse. And before I knew it, um, I opened up the x-rays to find that I had a 45-degree curve in my back, which is just five degrees away from needing surgery. Um, so as you would expect, I was very shocked um, and scared because like, I had no idea that this was happening. And when I first opened the x-rays, um, I remember I burst into tears because I was so scared and um, worried that I'd have, have to have surgery because I know that it's so, it can be so dangerous. And now for the past 15 months, I've had to wear um, this back brace, which is basically like wearing a corset. So, you know, it's not comfortable. And for the first few days of wearing it, I had to take the day off school because um, I was in so much pain. So life hasn't been easy for me, but one thing I know is I've learned many things over the time. Um, I do know that God has always planned everything out for a reason, and everyone will go through tough times, and for me this is one of them. But one thing that has stuck with me throughout this time is this. God will not give you a challenge that he thinks you can't come out a better person from it. So I'll say that again because I think this is a really powerful statement. God will not give you a challenge that he thinks you can't come out a better person from it. God didn't challenge me just for the sake of it. He allowed this to happen because he knew and knows that I will keep growing from it. Um, this is one of the main lessons that I've learned throughout my journey and has been something that has helped me calm during the chaos. I know that my journey isn't close to being over and neither is any of yours. One thing I've found is that this device called a phone can actually be a major problem to how we see our lives and what we believe about ourselves. I know, it's shocking, isn't it? Something that can be so amazing can actually ruin it. But I've recently been shown this app called Moment and whether you believe it or not, it actually works um, in keeping you off your phone. Basically what it does is it tracks how long you're on your phone during the day. Um, and I've been using it for about three weeks now. And I first, when I first got it, I realized that I was on my phone for four hours every single day, which is about close to a third of my waking um, day on my phone. And now by the end of it, I've reduced it down to about two and a half hours. So I got this app because I knew I was on my phone too much and I was addicted to it. Um, I also believe that to prepare for upcoming challenges, we need to not, we need to be, sorry, that we will be faced. I need to not be on this distraction and be focused on more important things like reading the Bible and connecting to God. Um, this is something that I've learned to do over the past year. And although I didn't notice it till recently, whenever I felt angry at myself or felt like I stuffed up and I was struggling, I always went to God. No matter the circumstance or problem I came to God with, I always felt a little bit of weight had been lifted because I knew God had it under control. I learned that instead of blaming God for the chaos in my life, I should ask for Him for help. Instead of criticizing Him, I stayed calm and asked Him to help me during the chaos. Amazing. Thank you, Daniel. Well done. So you've now heard how Daniel was able to handle an incredibly massive curveball in his world. His life was completely turned upside down and he had every right to be incredibly angry about his situation. 
to not do what his parents or his doctors were telling him that he needed to do to get better. And instead, but instead of actually holding on to that anger and just kind of brushing it aside, he chose to hang on to his faith and that's what helped him to navigate through that chaotic time. So when you have chaos going on in your world, what is it that helps you? For me, as a Christian, it's time with God. If I'm, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just know I need to spend time with him. So if you are feeling overwhelmed this week, whether it's by news, family situations, school, friends, maybe a sense of hopelessness, I want to encourage you to look up. Jesus is right there waiting to pull you up to his perspective and into the safety of his shelter. I know that some of you in this room aren't Christians, so I thought I'd give you, a, you guys a few practical tips how, how to be calm in a chaotic week. So number one, as Daniel just talked about, switch off your devices. Maybe you do need to download that app Daniel was talking about. Tomorrow I'm going on annual leave for two weeks. I'm very excited. And I'm actually going to delete my emails off my phone so that I can't be contacted in these next two weeks. And I'm intentional about doing that each time I do have time off. When you do switch off from devices, it's going to help you find peace. Number two, go for a walk. Spring has arrived today. And if you're careful of the magpies um, this a walk could actually be really refreshing while you are out in nature and walking it gives your brain a time to process whatever's been happening in your week you don't need to listen to music you don't need to listen to a podcast for me when I go for a walk I actually enjoy praying I just chat to God while I'm doing it if walking isn't your thing any form of exercise. The endorphins are great. So whether it's swimming, riding, team sports, whatever it is that, you know, floats your boat, the endorphins are great. Exercise is great. Number four, do something fun. Have, spend some time laughing. You have no idea how refreshing that can be. Find a way to help someone else. When we focus on something that isn't all about us, you're forced to get out of your own head and you'll be amazed at what it can do for you to help other people in some way. Evaluate the voices that are speaking into your life and get rid of the negative ones. Is there an unhealthy friendship in your life that you need to end? Perhaps you need to ask one of your youth leaders to be a mentor or coach in your world. Remember that holding on to the chaotic thoughts that are in our heads doesn't have to be what happens in your world. Our leaders would love to just listen to you and let you download. For those that are Christians or are checking out Christianity, playing worship music can be so refreshing. I can't tell you how many times I've been feeling a certain way in my week. I've chucked on some music and I felt like the song was written just for me and it's spoken to me in that particular situation. Talking to God about whatever's going on in your world, 
or to other people that are, that are in your world. Prayer helps change our perspective and God is big enough to handle our emotions, whether we're angry about a situation or super happy about something or anything in between. Hanging out here at Gateway Youth is always refreshing and helps to strengthen your faith. And last but definitely not least is reading the word of God. This will give you strength and courage. When I have chaotic things going on all around me, there's one chapter in the Bible that I go back to all the time. And these verses have helped me through so many different situations that I'd actually like to read them over you right now. So Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me. All the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So I want to pray to finish. So just close your eyes. Lord, you know exactly what's going on in every person's world this week, what's coming ahead of them, and I just asked that you would inspire them on how they can be calm in the chaotic things that are going on in their worlds. I just thank you that you're with us and always available. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.